0: Friends beyond binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and gir- girls, uh, I had trouble saying something. Uh, it's time for the podcaster who says, geez, are you curious for me to go on meanders about curiosity? Uh, you say, I don't know. I'm curious what you're rambling about. Well, I'm here. If you ever have uh, trouble falling asleep, if you're new. This podcast is here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff, because you deserve a good night's sleep. That's really what I'm here for, and I'm going to explain everything here in a little bit of the structure of the show, why I make the show, but the main reason is to be here to keep you company so that you could fall asleep, and the show is very, very different. It's uh, out of the ordinary. It's not extraordinary. But I'm here to be your friend in the deep dark night, uh, and keep you company. And I'm glad you're here. And if you're, if you're new, don't worry about this. But if you're a regular listener, these are the ways I'm able to be here for you for free twice a week. And thanks for making it possible, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep trouble staying asleep well welcome this is sleep with me the podcast that puts you to sleep we do it with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest what i'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake whether it's thoughts you know things on your mind so, thoughts uh, that you're thinking about. So, thoughts, feelings, anything you're feeling are coming up for you emotionally. So, uh, thoughts about the past, present, or future, feelings about thoughts or the past, present, or f- future, feelings that are just there, uh, they come up, uh, that, you know, they make an appearance. Uh, you say, couldn't you have appeared somewhere else? And then you say, well, actually, Never mind. I wouldn't, you know, say, yeah, I could have. Uh, uh, say, okay, well, all right. Maybe we should set it. Here's the thing. That's like the thing about a uh, worry journal or other methods. You say, yeah, let's have, a, let's set a meeting for this. I, I mean, that's the thing. Say, hey, feelings or thoughts. Uh, can we set up a meeting later? This could be a new sleep with me method. Let's set a meeting for that. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that because it kind of ties into what this content of this episode. So, uh, thoughts, feelings could be physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, routine. You could be traveling. You could have guests coming into town. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of it so that you could fall asleep. I think, oh, yeah, the way I do, or the reason I do it is because you deserve a good night's sleep, right? And because I've been there. I know how it feels, There's hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this show that know how it feels. We might not know exactly what you're going through, but a lot of us have been there with the thoughts and the feelings, at least. Uh, And even if you're not, uh, like, even if if you have a partner or roommate or you're in a house full of people, we know how it can feel uh, like you're the only one, right? So we want you to know, yeah, like uh, we, we can connect with that feeling. And you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime that has less rigmarole, that doesn't have dread, that you feel neutral about or that you could look forward to. So like uh because it is important and a lot of parts of us will say it's not important, but it is. Uh, You deserve it, and that's why I make the show. Because if your life is a little bit more manageable because you're getting the rest you need, the world we are all in is a better place to be in. And it's even more important because it's your world, right? And and your world will be a little bit better. And I want that for you. I want that for everybody. So you deserve it. That's why I make the show uh so, what I do is I send my voice across the deep, dark night I am use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents so i 'm gonna go off topic i 'm gonna get mixed up and then i 'm gonna double back and Then i'm gonna say what what was I talking was was a uh, uh, all like so pointless meanders me yeah, and that means i 'm gonna go off topic and get mixed up, even like when i 'm in the middle of describing what a pointless meander is i 'll go on tangents. And creaky dulcet tones just means my voice is not traditionally soothing. A few other things to know about the show. Uh, This is a podcast you don't have to listen to. There's no pressure to listen to it. It, it, A lot of people just kind of barely listen, just like a camera that's out of focus. But you can tell the picture is nice or it looks nice out of focus. You say, oh, that's kind of nice. It's fuzzy, but I like those colors. Not bad. Looking at it is somewhat relaxing, and I don't really need to know the detail. And they say, Yeah, don't worry about the details in the picture, just check it out. Uh, or you could kind of just pass by it. So some people listen to the show where I'm lowered down to a mumble, and some people are listening. And some people tune in and tune out. There's no pressure to listen. This is also a podcast that doesn't put you to sleep. It's a sleep podcast that's here for you while you fall asleep to take your mind off. stuff. So, so there's no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here till the very end for the next hour because there are people listening the whole time. So if you can't sleep, I'm here for you to the end. Or if you're having a tough day and you just need to take a break, I'm here for you. I'm here to keep you company, whether you're listening or not, whether you're awake or not. or you say, oh, I don't even know if I like your company." I say, "That's okay. I'm still here to keep you company. You don't even have to. You you could just, you know, and you can tune in and tune out of me, like just like uh, other stuff we we all know. We say, "Okay, I'm kind of paying attention," and then I'm not. Uh, so I'm here to, to 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 take your mind off something, keep you company, versus falling asleep. You fall like putting you to sleep in some magical way. Uh, or, you know, for you to listen to me, I'm here to be your boyfriend, your boar Bay, your boar Sib, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your borber, your neighbor, your bra, your boyfriend, uh, to keep you company, uh, to just be here for you. So those are a couple of things to know. The other thing that can throw people off is the structure of the show And the fact that it does take a few tries to get used to the podcast, like a a, a lot of people, like seven figures worth of people have said, hey, it took two or three tries for me to get used to the show because it is very different. It's not like I just it, it isn't like a podcast where I put you to sleep or I start counting down or I'm even that calm. I'm definitely you know, a little bit out there. Uh, and I don't take you, I, t- I, t- I take you on a journey, but you're not paying attention or, or you don't have to interact on this journey and it's more of a meandering. You say, are we going anywhere on this journey? I say, I don't know. I can't, I mean, I kind of know where I'm going. It, like that's how I live my personal life a lot of times too. And you know, it's less soothing. And you say, oh, well, but in this case, you say, well, you know, you just go ahead and doze off whenever you want. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, give it a few tries. Now, if you already know you dislike me or the you don't like me my or the style of the show, that's okay, too. Uh, Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you has a list of sleepy podcasts and sleepy audio. Because whether you like me or the show or not, you still deserve a good night's sleep. So try one of those things out. But I do recommend, and it's just from other listeners who have gone on to support the show for years and years and years is uh, give it a few tries if you can, because you really don't have anything to lose. And then try all those shows. But if you already have a strong reaction, go ahead to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. So, oh, what else? Um, oh, structure the show really throws people off. Is that, uh, oh, yeah, give it a few tries. Then the structure of the show also throws people off. But it's structured in a very specific way if you're a regular listener, you kind of know the the intro has a a rhythm to it, but it's different every time. And I think that's important because for me, whatever keeps me awake at night adjusts. So nothing, if if I have tried to listen to the same thing every single night, uh, that part of me would adjust and say, oh, no, no, no. This is, I know what's coming next. So let's talk about spreadsheets or whatever. So, like I say, what, Why? Is, what is that sound? And I'd say, I don't hear it. Oh, you don't hear it? I can hear it. It's, uh, did you get that done? And you he w say, get what done? So, um, yeah, so that's why the intro is different every time, but it is like about 12 or 15 minutes. Oh, but before the intro. So the show starts off with a greeting. Friends Beyond the Binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And then I try to say something silly or something. So you feel seen and welcome in and you say, okay, I kind of get I could, I could check that podcast out. It seems somewhat friendly. So that's the, the greeting. Then there's support. So the podcast can be free twice a week, uh, come out on a regular basis uh, and be optional. You don't have to pay for it. So that's what the sponsor support and the listener support do. Then there's support for listeners and support for communities around the show. Uh then after that is the intro, which I was explaining is different every time, but it's also like fifteen minutes or twelve or ten minutes long. And the reason for the long intro is to ease you into bedtime, to give you some wind down. So for a regular listener, like two percent of regular listeners are are skipping the intro, a few percentage of people are asleep. But for most regular listeners, they're doing other some other activity, whether it's getting in bed, getting comfortable. Doodling, knitting, getting ready for bed, foam rolling, or just chilling, or maybe even like paging through something, or looking at a magazine, or reading a book, or or something. You could do two. You you can multitask with sleep with me. That's fine. Um, as part of your wind down routine, because the intro is meant to ease you into bedtime. Not so much. It could put you to sleep, but it doesn't need to put you to sleep. It's a like a twilight period, uh, interstitial or something. I don't know what the interstitial means, but maybe it's an interstitial. I don't know. Between being awake and going to sleep. And then there's support again. So the podcast can come out twice a week for free. And then it'll be a story. it will be our crossover episode with uh, the podcast Curious State, which you can check out the original episode on, on that podcast in your podcast app of choice. And, uh, It'll be very much like a bedtime story. I'll go on some tangents and go off topic. And then there's thank yous at the end. So it's the structure of the show. And you heard why I make the show. And, and again, like one of the reasons I make the show is because all those thoughts and feelings do come up at bedtime for me. And I, I was like, hey, wait a second. what Could we schedule that? And that was part of another podcast crossover we did, Science of Happiness, where it's like, oh, let's do a worry journal a few hours before bed. But it's also funny because the reason I want to point out is because this pod, this is kind of talking a little bit about the history of the podcast. This interview I did with Doug on Curious State. But you know, it was really hard for me to make the podcast because I have a big internal critic, and there was a, like I said, well, why? Like a podcast about people sleep? No one's going to want that. And what I had to do was schedule appointments with my critic because I kind of can't bring my critic into the podcast studio here or or under the stairs, the climbing closet where I recorded. Uh, So what I have to do is uh, like quiet things down. Right. And so with the podcast, I I said, "Okay," I said, let's not make that podcast, my critic said. And I said, well, let's just I want to try to make this podcast. And so I scheduled meetings with my critic, uh like after the second episode, the seventh or eighth episode, the twentieth episode, and the fiftieth episode, and I think then the hundred and fiftieth episode. after that, I should have scheduled them more frequently versus uh I think then it was like on a yearly basis, which i, I got to schedule one, and I'm glad we're talking about this, so, so hey critic, we'll have a meeting about this, but it did work, then I said, like after the second episode. I said, okay, like critic, what do you think? And I said, well, I think we should stop the podcast. I said, okay, why? Well, it's not going good. Oh, you're right. We're just learning. We only made two. Uh, yeah. But I think we're trying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we could make it. Can we just make it until episode eight and then we'll talk about it again? Okay, I guess so. In episode eight, it was kind of a similar conversation, but maybe like two people were listening at, or three people at that point. So I said, well, we got like three listeners that I, that I know of. Uh I listened seven times, but there's 10 total listens. So, okay. So there's three mystery listeners. Are you sure they're not bots? Not sure about that, but, uh, and then it was like, I don't think it was until like like uh, seven or eight months that I started getting like any kind of feedback. Maybe it was before that, but. So the whole time I said, hey, it's going okay though. We're in it. And then my critic said, okay, yeah, I guess so. So I don't know if that'll help you at bedtime before bedtime. You can't do it once you're in bed because then it's weird that those things kind of have their own like it's like once you're lying down I guess you got to be sitting up to deal with those parts yourself or standing. Say okay, let's talk about it. Uh, let's have a meeting versus once you're uh, prone. They they uh, seem to have uh, their influence increases or something. So I don't know. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I can keep you company and take your mind off of stuff and help you fall asleep. I work really hard. That's what I yearn and strive to do. I'm really glad you're here. If you're new, give it a few tries. See how it goes. Because I do really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody, Scoots here, and uh, this is a crossover episode with the podcast Curious States and my friend Doug uh, that interviewed me. Um, I don't know when Doug interviewed me. Now it was it was it was the spring of uh, a year. Was it a? No, I think it was the winter. I'd have to look back in my email, which I could do uh, in a bit. And you heard me talk about cur- Curious State. You could check it out in your podcast app of choice. But we've done this before, and uh, we do it ag- We'll do it again. It's a me- meandering. Um, this was episode twelve. Does this episode make you sleepy? And. Uh, is this is a machine transcription, so this is going to be good, and we'll see what meanders come out of it. But first, it uh, looks like Doug, Doug sets it up. Uh, there's a summary of keywords from this transcription uh, engine. Uh, sleep meandering, podcast listeners, people listening, story. So this is good. Uh these might be, I would say listeners and listening are probably the number one and number two important things. Uh, meandering's important. People, listeners, people, listening. Story, sleepy characters, Drew, asleep, a stay, friends, wagon. Remember a boy with his wagon? His wagon was that. A, well, that'd be interesting to see when wagon comes up. Did it come up more than once? episode bedtime stories tales brain and early and thoughts so then doug sets it up there's nothing like some truly delicious sleep uh, the kind where you're out cold the minute you hit the pillow you find yourself among the lilac scented clouds symphonies of roses painting images on endless fields. The kind of sleep dreams are made of. Do you remember the last time that actually happened? I mean, either. But we try hard, don't we? We listen to soothing music. We meditate. We stay away from screens a half hour before bed. Some of us even put on a special headband and listen to audiobooks like The Wizarding World. To sweep us into dreamland. Oh, this is interesting. So this is her first really good one with uh, the machine screen so, But what if you had a bedtime buddy? Appletonic Powell. Appletonic Powell. I don't know what that, uh, who could slow the thoughts running through your head and lull you to sleep, lull you, but lull you. Remember the song? There was a band called Cracker, and their hit was Low, or one of their hits, I think. Uh, and uh, there was David Lowry, who I believe became a movie director. Am I getting my facts correct? I don't know. Appletonic Powell. Appletonic Powell. You had a bedtime story. Appletonic Powell. Appletonic Powell. Appletonic Powell. Appleton Powell. Appletonic Powell, Appletonic Powell, a bedtime, I don't know, Appletonic Powell. And then I think they go to, um, then I introduce myself, uh, I'm Drew Ackerman, I go on the podcast by, De- by Deer's Scooter, Deer's, old Deer's Scooter, rides a tractor, Deer's tractor, He's been riding that tractor for years, uh, going off topic and meandering out in the field. I tell I tell him, son, tractor's made for tractor-related activities, not for just dry, driving around. Well, that's why I bought my own tractor, Papa. Remember, with my newspaper money? And I said, I'm going to drive that tractor around and around. I'm just going to, me- it's a meander tractor, Papa. It's all, Papa. do do you want to oh i was using your tractor though pa you know but you could use mine it's actually newer i bought you a tractor so i could use yours remember you agreed to all this oh i thought you were in the middle of a curious state episode turned into a sleep with me episode i was but then i went off topic uh old dears uh it's a bedtime story for, I go by Deer Scooter and I make a podcast called Sleep With Me. Bedtime stories for adults. I put people for to sleep for a living. You like it? People always say, are you an anesthesiologist? That's what people say, too. Like total strangers uh, or somewhat strangers. I, they say, what do you do for a living? I put people to sleep. Oh, you're an anesthesiologist? Usually that's more impressive than a sleep podcaster if you're trying to charm someone, by the way. Just so you know, if you think, uh, I guess also a process of elimination, it eliminates everybody. They said like, uh, but one day it won't eliminate the right person. Oh, boy. I say, no. When I first go to podcast meetups like 2012, 13, 14, and you'd sit around in a circle and everybody would say what podcast they wanted to make or what they were working on. And I would just see these blank faces. And I'd be like, yeah, this is my podcast, Bedtime Stories in there. And they, no, so, well, I'll read it and then I'll explain it. Just like they'd be just that poor, like that poor guy. Like I can see their head, like, uh, I would share. And they'd be like, oh, okay, so you're a little weird. So, yeah, I would go to these podcast meetups, right? And, uh, this was early days, 2012, before podcasts existed and then after I started it. And the first few, you know, they were just starting up. So everybody was a little nervous. And and also, you know, we all get like a competitive thing, you know, like uh, where are we on the social, whatever, hierarchy with strangers. But you would sit around in a circle And you'd say, oh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I'm working on a podcast called this, or I'm thinking about And I'd say, oh, boy, I got to do this again. I don't even remember the first time. I kind of do. Maybe I just said, yeah, I'm working on, but I said, uh, I make a podcast. It's like to put people to sleep. I'm sorry. It's like a bedtime stories. Uh, It's called Sleep With Me. Next. Like, usually I just do that really fast and then say, okay, go ahead. But I could see, because you're sitting in a circle, everybody's faces, and they'd be like, uh, what? Uh, and then later, if there was questions, they'd say, would it, wait, can we go back to you? Or sometimes people would be assertive enough. They'd say, I'm sorry, can you explain that a little bit better? And then even then, I was not enthusiastic. So I said, well, it's like, yeah, it's like uh, I was trying to maintain a slow, you know, trying to stay small. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to And they'd say, huh. But then later what would happen is I would achieve some level of comfort with the group and then unrelated to sleep with me, like I would share something where I'd talk more about the show in a more animated way. And then someone inevitably would say, oh, okay, I get it now. Like I, now that I am I see you, dear one, they would, I mean, they were sub- subtextually saying, and they say, I "See, you're 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 an odd bird. Nothing wrong with it. Especially if you're in a group of podcasters, it's totally an accepting place for the most part." And they say, "Okay, now I get. Now I can see it." Uh, so it's it's funny, but like once when I'm not being myself, uh, or I'm being a dialed down, hidden version of myself, people would be. But when I was a little bit relaxed, they'd say, "Okay, that makes perfect sense for you." So. Okay, so then Doug says, little did they know, the idea would softly, gently skyrocket in popularity. Today, Sleep With Me gets over 3 million downloads every month. Uh, it's still pretty much pretty much the same. It's over 100,000 people every night falling asleep to Drew's hypnotic voice and meandering tales. But how does he do it? What's the secret sauce to losing a football stadium's worth of people sleeping every night? Uh, I'm Doug Frazier. And this is Curious State, The Art of a Sleepy Story, Part 1, The meandering, Take the Meandering Road Home. So, uh, Drew, what do you think are some key elements that make a story sleepy? Thanks, Doug. Glad we're here to gather my imagination. Ooh, Doug and I have become a good friend, so uh, ideally there's some structure to it. Uh if it's going really well... It's something that's just out of focus. Uh, So, like, the person listening, they can kind of make out the details, but it's not so visceral or clear. And really, I mean, just like a good podcast or regular podcast, I I think it needs to have something for the listener to connect to or just hang on, in my case, uh, like hang their thoughts on, like they're taking off their work jacket. This is kind of, uh, what's that, Friend to be your neighbor. Who was that guy? Most, I mean, seminal figure, Oscar, I think uh, Tom Hanks won it. Uh, this is where my mind, t- uh, Fred Neighbors, that was his name. Good Neighbors Show, Mr. Friendly, no. How can I not remember? Mr. Rogers, uh, Fred Neighbors, not his name. Fred Rogers was his name. One of my heroes, but yeah, this is just my brain working or not working. Okay, take off their work jacket. So see how that's an archetypal thing that uh, Fred Rogers did. So whether it's a character or details or something immersive or something happening, but it has to misdirect their attention. Say, hey, I'm going to listen to this person. This strange person talk to me while I'm vulnerable and in bed. They put embed, like embed code and see how it goes instead of thinking about whatever it is that's keeping me awake. But pretty good transcription. For listeners, it could be anything like last year we did a few where I would read through toy catalogs and kind of riff on the toy catalogs. 24-hour repeat musical alarm features Pac-Man characters, electric sound effects, play with progressive levels of difficulty, automatically records the highest score. Was forty four ninety five? Maybe this is a clip from the show. Now ninety ninety five. roulette game watch ninety ninety five. So people love that, and then other people. If you put one of those out again, they say I'll never listen again. Uh, this is true uh, uh, every every day. Uh, so it's like uh, finding a variety for li- for listeners to just keep going and keep taking small risks. But then, for me as a creator, and it's really tough to explain this. Uh, but I only need it to happen like once every twelve to sixteen months, where I sit down and record something, and I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. And uh, and and then it turns out really, really well. Uh, I think, and probably I talked about this. Maybe I'll talk about it coming up. Of the Jenny, the username generator is my standard, but I know there's been other episodes. And and honestly. Uh, now I'm finding the reverse true. This is Drew speaking outside of Curious State, but expounding on it. I've been, you know, listening to episodes like a few months before they come out. And, um, there's been every now it's like every four months, uh, because I'm recording further out, uh, where I'll record episode three months will pass and I'll listen to the episode and I'm really proud of it. Uh, where I'm like, wow, like, uh. And I think that's nice to have some distance from it. And it'd be like and I can think of um there's the one Dog Cat Llama Roommate. I'm very proud of that episode. And uh the, there was a series of episodes like that, like a Beanstalk one, and then more recently for me, but my probably not more maybe more recently for you, Fast and the Fury at Furrow Fast and the Furrowist uh and uh what is that other one? Um, I don't know. This is gone from my, oh, the teapot and flannel. as Well, as like, uh, the lasso episodes, uh, like, and I, I don't know. Uh, so now I'm having a different experience where it doesn't have been the spark of creation. It's like afterwards they say, wow, and like, uh, you did really good at that. And I think it's also because I have a separation between the person, the creative side and the production side. So when I'm listening, I'm not listening uh, as mu- so much as the cr- writer, cr- writer voiceover person, as the person, the producer, and saying to the the voiceover and the writer, because usually these would be separate positions in a podcast. But not Curious State Doug does like a lot of the like a lot of podcasts are like uh, one person doing all these different roles, but um, where a producer. Uh, w- which is different as a produce than a producer on a TV show or a movie. It's a little bit d- different. It's a more of like a, a hands-on position, like an editor. Um, just uh, just a word, but he's. I say, wow, you did. I really liked that. Uh, more like a television segment produ- like a producer who's doing segments or news producer, even though it's not journalism. You say you- is more of a immediacy to the feedback. I like those choices you made. Uh, oh, no, here it comes. comes. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. In the episodes where Drew goes in blind, Doug says, something strange happens. He gets swept up in the story and forgets himself. Uh, he becomes one with the narrative, a vehicle for possibility. Oh, thank you, Doug. That's very kind of you to say. Like the time he told the story from the perspective of a sentient user generator named Jenny. So this is where also voiceover, this is my producer brain talking about a curious state. This is like a like a benefit of this style of interview podcast is uh, maybe there was a gap in my answer to Doug's questions. And so Doug was able to use like a voiceover here, really says I'm seeing it in the transcript to fill in the gap in clarity in my answer possibly. And in, and in a way that's benefits the listener. Now we're totally in a meta zone here, but because, okay, back to the, uh, because I was thinking that it must be exhausting to have to deal with it every day. I'm thinking of the generator, username generator, Jenny. And so I was like, let's do an interview and sit down with the username generator. Again, it would be exhausting because so many people would be writing these uh, inappropriate usernames and thinking they're funny. And it ended up, it went in a direction I didn't expect, and it just stayed lulling and stuff. And for me, it's like being surprised by the process because it is such a process based thing that I forget about all the time. That was me adding that part on the end. But uh, episodes of Sleep With Me, this is Doug, range and sli- r- sl- episodes of Sleep With Me, range and s- topics, uh, toy catalogs, fiction recipes the wealth of imagination runs deep no matter the subject each episode is structured around a beginning middle and end between two pieces of nighttime narrative bread is tasty sleepy stuff The meandering Again, okay, this i think is a clip ladies and gentlemen boys and girls friends beyond the binary it's time for the podcaster who says i'm gonna wash those thoughts right out of your hair if i didn't i wonder what you do say what's up with that uh like, what's up with the scale here? Lenny, things about your shahar, your schedule is supposed to go with that washing the hair stuff, and you know, I don't have the best hair anyway. So tonight tonight only, hey, hasha woo. it feels good to have no spoon bubbles up there. It is good, believe me, the bubbles are on the inside and the outside. And then Doug says, what does that meandering have in telling a sleepy story? And I say, so I call them meander points, which kind of sounds a bit like meander underpants. I can't believe you left that in there. It's funny. Meander points, meander pants. Uh, I love that. Uh, it does. Meander points, me underpants. Uh, but meander points uh, is like, for me, it's the story. What do you like? uh Like, what are you wearing to the, uh, um, SpongeBob SquarePants ball? Meander point, me underpants, sorry. I thought I said me, I meant my underpants, but I said meander points, but I can't wear those, uh, can only live them. Uh, like it starts off with something like a beginning, whether it's a character that has a want or something or needs something, question mark, uh. And then it's like, okay, how would they solve this problem? And ideally, there's either one I already have in mind or it's like, okay, I know what they need. How am I going to get to the end? And in between that, if I have some points, uh, I can stay calm. So it's like sometimes I'll write stories, sometimes I'll plot them out, or sometimes I'll use a randomizer. And I'll have a list of random words or random songs or pictures. And that helps me go on the meander because it's like I can always go back. Uh, Like if I have something concrete to return to, even if it's a picture, it helps me relax when I feel like the meanders are petering out. So this is key stuff in here about sleep with me. Uh. So it's like keeping the story going just enough. Uh, Sometimes I feel like me and the listener are sort of riding in some sort of wagon, and someone else is driving, and the wagon is very bumpy. And you could, I wonder if I expound on this, uh, because it's actually an interesting analogy. I remember talking about it. I don't know if it's a fully formed analogy. And you could kind of, you, the listener, could spill out of the wagon at any point you want. Uh, oh, that I do. It's like a some safe place where there's hay everywhere inside the wagon, outside the wagon. But uh, hypoallergenic hay, of course, for people like me. And you don't have to worry. The wagon's going to the next meander point. You could get right back on the wagon, or you could spill out and fall asleep anytime you want. Or I could fall out of the wagon, and it's just like, oh, wait a second. Uh, That reminds me of what I had for breakfast, even though it has nothing to do with anything, and see where that goes, and then try to bring it back again. So let's see if we can come back to that wagon analogy. Uh, But Doug asks, in that process, how do you find the Goldilocks zone between making the show too interesting that it keeps people awake and just interesting enough that it lulls them to sleep? And I answer, well, I mean, I guess uh, that's a question that keeps me making the show, actually. I think for me, it's also about having fun and in some sense, like seeing where that line is without pushing too hard. So right now we're doing a series, so there's a d- giant dinosaur, and we're doing a series on, like, uh, those giant beings. Mothbreath is one of them, fighting, like, the Spice Friends that are, like, giants similar to Care Bears. And it's like, that's the plot of the story, okay? That's pretty intense. They're fighting over Earth, and human beings are at risk. And uh, But that's what I like. Uh, that's the kind of puzzle I like to solve. It's like, okay, how can we make it sleepy? And it fails sometimes. I mean, I got an email from somebody and they're like, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like to be reminded of giant lizards roaming the earth. Uh, And it's like, okay, I totally respect that. Uh, And it's like exploring the comfort zone together, being the listeners and knowing like, okay, sometimes I'm going to trip and fall on my face. And then Doug says, uh, "Whatever the sleepy story Drew decides to tell, there are certain topics he must avoid at all costs." Uh, the art of a sleepy story, part two. Don't freak people out, man. I like that. Uh, sleep is a sort of a holistic healing tool for our bodies and minds. It helps with retaining information. Without it, your brain can become essentially waterlogged. Uh, Studies show if you want to improve your memory, it's best to get a good night's sleep to prime your brain uh, the night before, uh, to let this information soak deep into the recesses of your memory. And uh, sleep is also personal. And some listeners of Drew's podcast have strong opinions about what they do and don't like. Okay, this is uh, this is interesting because we'll have to, uh, early on, yeah, like I mentioned, uh, there's uh, beings uh that uh you know work web-based beings and uh beings with uh non they're non warm-blooded uh they don't you don't check it and see uh and people are like what were you thinking you make a sleep podcast uh like where i mentioned milk uh that's can't be right uh well, i have never done it before, so I was like, oh, okay, no of those beings. And now we call them like oh, cold-breaded butter cold-breaded friends, so <laughs> friends with cool blood web-based beings. So, now I try to come up with fun stuff like that. You know, money, uh voting-based just like a you know, money, uh People, leading figures, uh, stuff around anything that's going to have a strong emotional impact. Uh, and then early on, I had to learn to get over myself. Like uh, when I was first doing the show, I was a bit more self-deprecating in a way that was unkind. And early people would be like, well, that's not uh, what I tuned into a podcast to hear. Someone making fun of themselves and not being nice to themselves. And another one is not pointing out the fact that people can't sleep. uh, Because early on, it was like, hey, maybe nobody's listening. And people emailed me, two different listeners, and they said, you know what? I thought we had made an arrangement where you could keep me company in the deep, dark night. And then you violated our arrangement and uh, pointed out I was all alone. And I couldn't sleep, and it really hurt my feelings. And that was such a powerful thing to do. I mean. And even know if podcasts, uh, this podcast would exist without that early feedback where it's like, okay, I did. I had to keep that in mind. Uh, And always that people are in a fragile state. uh, And some people have a a form of insomnia where they're not going to fall asleep and they're listening for a form of companionship or distraction. So I do want to comment on this a little bit. It's like, uh, yeah, this, like, we got this, like, a lot of this early when the podcast was developing as my hobby it was like uh and there was like a smaller audience pool right I had, like feedback about hey don't talk about web based beings directly or this these different things uh the, the relationship uh i don't know there's a more immediacy of uh, okay let's alter this and now i have to like um that was when there was r- feedback was more rare And it was pretty level for the most part. And I don't know if that's more a reflection of the outside world or just the world of podcasts, but in the past uh, five or six years, this has become much more uh, like a hayride without the hay trying to navigate uh, uh, because uh, people like either express their opinions in a non constructive way or um, uh, it just may be like a. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's like it's it's a little bit different now where it's very, very become much more time consuming to parse through, parse through stuff. Uh, and to get an idea, okay, this person is more having a rough day and I'm the person, you know, I was the last person they're going to talk to to that day. Or more like, I don't know what that person's going out that person's day, but this uh, I don't know if this is a very nice thing to say. And a lot of times I just read through it and I'm saying, would I say this to somebody at a grocery store? That's almost always what I use, the grocery store rule. And uh, this is a tangent, by the way. This didn't come up on the podcast, or maybe it does later. Uh, but I, you do use that grocery store rule because it's like, okay, um, if I read a piece of feedback and I wouldn't say it to someone out loud that I don't know at a grocery store, At this point, I don't really, I I can't, that's like my parse, and then I'd say, okay, I think I would, or I'm not sure, then I probably would parse it, but if it's a no, or yeah, oh no, yeah, no, I wouldn't be comfortable saying that, or um, even if it's the words around, like if I take out the stuff about the podcast and put it in about honeydew melons uh, or frozen foods, uh, like a lot of times, even if it starts out a certain way, I say, well, okay, like, uh, so that's actually been helpful. Sometimes I forget to use that, but I say, oh, okay. Um, if I wouldn't speak to someone that way at a grocery store that I don't know, it's okay to just delete it uh, and not parse it. Uh. And again, that's also because it is like my primary thing is to keep making the, sh- keep the show going. Oh, and then Doug says that uh, there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. I've learned that it's... Uh, If I'm trying to create a safe place for people to fall asleep, I also have to think that it also has to be safe for for me to fail. And that's not easy. Like, i constantly overthinking it or worrying about it. But it's like this weird thing where, like, yeah, sometimes you're going to fail. And sometimes the listeners are going to be, you know, not happy about it. Or not every listener is going to like every episode. And there's going to be people that don't like you at all. And like, okay, it's going to be okay because, uh, it would be kind of, uh, authentic, serious way to describe it, but I'm like trying to stay calm and be present so I can tell the story to a person and help them fall asleep. And if I get caught up in my own self-criticism, it definitely distracts from the purpose of the show. Okay. This is back to Doug, uh. The, the purpose has big impacts so the lack of sleep is not good for mood creative output of self-control uh stuff looking at stuff with the front of your head and stuff uh the front of your head and stuff it's like okay what's what helps with self-control gatekeeping emotional you know switched off lack of sleep's not good for that not only are we groggy impulsive it could be sound familiar oh boy does it. Uh, If you want to dig into the nitty-gritty of uh, sleep, uh, you have to check out uh, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. I can't recommend it highly enough. In most literal sense, it's a life-changing book. Uh, Here's a passage that has stuck with me. So This is Doug quoting Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Sleep is not a credit system or bank. Uh, You can't recover the sleep. uh, but we can accu- can accumulate a, a debt, uh, but not without penalty, and we can't repay that debt at a later time. So Drew's Meandering Stories Act, more than just fun tales, they he- help listeners from going into sleep debt. Uh, and now if all goes right for the episode most listeners won't be awake to the end they've drifted off to dreamland long before then but for those who are still awake what does the ending look like how do you get out of it how do you get out of a sleepy story Okay so there's a conundrum okay so this is me answering uh so this is there's a conundrum of sleep podcasts right there uh it's like there's nothing worse than not knowing how a story's going to end for me the storyteller Because it's like I have my producer brain that's loosely listening to everything I'm saying. Because I'm monitoring my audio and some part of my brain is listening. Uh, And of course, it's helping me course correct. Ideally, without paying attention to to what I'm saying. And then I'm also acutely aware of the clock. Uh, So it's like, even though I don't make a radio show, that's a radio show term, the clock. Because if you're making a nine-minute segment, it's got to be nine minutes. With It's looser than that, but it is like I like to have the episodes be somewhat in a certain range. Uh, I did like uh, one with a marionette. Oh, this is funny. Like uh, working with Jack of Jack and the Beanstalk. And I was like, this should be simple to solve. Like they should just get to the top and get to Golden Chicken or whatever it is. But the characters kept making these choices and I'd be like, okay, they want to go over there. And I'm like, okay, we're at 47 minutes now. Uh, but at the same time, if anything distracts me from being there, it's kind of like liability. Then again, it's me getting in the way. So like, okay, you could trust this, uh, that you work out or trust that the characters are gently guide them towards a solution. And then there's times that the landing is not stuck or if the landing is too intense, uh uh, like, uh, like if you like somebody not landing a jump or something like on YouTube, uh, I'm trying to listen in a sense and be like, okay, we'll do a little postscript here to say, okay, just remember. So this is like probably Otter Things is a good example. Okay. Just remember, everything's going to be okay. All will be well, as M. Otter said. Or if there's an unresolved part of the series, it'd be like, okay, now the characters are going to rest together. So those ones are a little bit of a cheat, uh, but it's keeping the audience in mind. Okay, can we turn the volume down if we can't end in a way that feels satisfactory? The puzzle solving is what keeps me going and the connection with the listeners knowing, okay, when I'm trying to solve the puzzle, they benefit from it. But I realize it's also like, man, this is a bit bonkers. Every time I hear myself talking about this, I'm like, yeah, you're chasing windmills. You're chasing windmills. Uh, But it's like, okay, how lucky am I to be like, uh, man, I'm really grateful. And I'm grateful to help people. Whether it's my show or another show, they are struggling with something I can relate to. And it's really important to me because they know how it feels and not being able to sleep. And this is Doug. Uh, And uh, in our attention-grabbing world, it's too easy to neglect sleep, almost comically so. After all, we have better things to do. We barter a good night's sleep uh, for a few more episodes of a TV show, a couple more hours of scrolling, until we find ourselves in a new normal one where we're endlessly tired and make endless plans to change it. Uh, we make a bad habit of good intentions. Listening to sleep with me made me appreciate a different, quieter kind of experience. lovable meandering. It becomes a space you can sink your mind into and just be like the calming voice in the dark, blowing hush bubbles, whispering sweet cotton candy secrets, and letting your thoughts fade into transparent rice paper-like dream, awaiting friends re- awaiting its friend's arrival. And that, friend, is you. To learn more about Drew, go to sleepwithmepodcaster.com. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, uh, email me at curious at If you prefer talking over typing, you can leave Doug a voicemail, 757-541-8471. And for more information about the show and where you can find us, uh, check out our show notes, quickanddirtytips.com. Special thanks to Quick and Dirty dip Tips team. You got Adam Cecil. Ooh, that's familiar name there. Audience development and podcast manager Morgan Christensen. Podcasts and uh, advertising operations specialist Holly Hutchings, and our digital operation specialist Davina Tomlin. Marketing and publicity assistant, and our trusty intern Brendan Pika, or Brendan Pika. Curious, is hosted and produced by me, Doug Fraser, or uh, the the Doug, you know, not me. Uh, it's part of the Quick and Dirty Tips network, which is a division of Macmillan Publishers and Mignon Fogarty uh, Inc. Uh, until next time, stay curious. But I'm still curious because we got a few more minutes here. Um, so just going through the transcript again of like uh, I know we have that uh, hayride. There was something else though. Go on a podcast meetups, that poor guy. Anything else I wanted to describe in there? I can't think of it. Structure, something just out of focus. Oh, this taking off your work jacket. I think we covered that. Uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood uh, that I totally forgot. Uh, I don't know, that's where I talk about the listener's trust, like when people first listen. That it's like, okay, I'm going to listen. like, uh, And I guess I, that's where I understand uh, the, the feedback I get from people who are never going to listen to the show again when their mind is kind of blown because the podcast is so different than what they expected. But I do try to spend a lot of time, and I'm even trying to figure out lately, this is uh, early summer 2022, of like, huh, how, what other ways can I do to like get, get, get across uh, the, some of the essential information of the podcast early so that people can stop listening or they say, oh, okay, I, I will give this a try. There is no pressure for me to like the show or to fall asleep, I think is the key to the show. I think it's the key to everything. Like Just like when, for me at least, someone says, hey, I want to play you this song. A lot of times it's like that, uh, for me, because I'm not the greatest person in the world, it sets me up to dislike the song because I know they like it and they want me to like it, right? And so then I say, well, do we have to listen to, to it right now? Can I just listen to it later when I'm alone or something? Because that's like a lot of uh, pressure on me. And I don't know, that's like one of the things with shows, like say, hey, no pressure to like the show or to fall asleep, but give it a try and know... That your expectations may get in the way of things, because now this show doesn't really defy expectations, it uh, or exceed them, or it, it's uh, it goes under them it it uh, meanders around expectations, I guess, and that's definitely hard to get across. Uh, but also the respect I have for people that do take that risk and say, okay, I'll give it a try anyway, like uh, either out of desperation or willingness or hey I'll give it a shot one of my friends recommended it and that it does take two or three tries for a lot of people um yeah okay so we did a toy catalogs, Uh oh some people love it and some people like yeah don't put that out again I've learned that to kind of separate episodes like the Ray episodes come out three or four times a year catalog ones four, three or four times a year trying to think of what other ones so, tell the tape come out like once or twice a year. Uh, what other recurring style to like, uh, and that kind of goes to, to, Oh, this is a, if you're listening and, uh, is why the episodes have a certain rhythm, uh, is like, uh, or why, like, so we have a very sp- set release schedule, which may, when you're listening to this, have changed again as I was working on something Uh, that when I'm recording, this isn't an actual uh, finalized, but uh it'll help with, like a lot of it comes down to keeping the podcast coming out twice a week, uh, where we used to be at three times a week. Uh, but it was at three times a week where I found the majority of listeners need variety because, uh and the reason they need it is because then that's that gives you permission, and not like every episode, right? And some reassurance that uh, the rhythm of the episodes is changing, but it's, it comes at a rhythm too, which is we have three styles of shows we make. Uh, uh, we have the TV style recap show. Uh, we have random Tuesday, we call them trending Tuesday episodes, but it's like a potpourri style, which is like some of those ones I listed or just a random single bedtime story unrelated to anything else or an occasional series like purple people circus or something that's uh, not a series, but, uh, like uh, occasional recurring characters. And then we have a written series, uh, that runs for a season of uh, somewhere between 10 and 12 episodes and, or a holiday series so we do sometimes um, for a certain number of episodes. And, and the reason for that is, one, it, it, it creates a constant variety. It plays to some sleep With Me strengths, which is like variety, but also whether it's the TV shows that have some recurring characters or some other form of familiarity. And the written series are the same way. Recurring characters and familiarity, well, it doesn't work for, it works for the majority of the Sleep With Me listeners, but not every, not all of Sleep With Me listeners, right? But also making the show is, takes like a, it, it's a big investment. Uh, and uh, like making just one kind of episode just wouldn't be possible long term for me. Uh, I guess if, like, I did, like, the podcast became part of another company, and there was a, like, then to say, okay, like, oh, I'm only responsible to make 12 episodes a year. That would be different if other teams were like, oh, we'll make 12 episodes a year, whatever. But for me, that I'm responsible for most of the episodes every year, it means I need to draw from three different wells of creativity. But at the same time, those wells support one of the other. The, the, like the weird thing is, uh, without the TV recap episodes, I wouldn't have the time to like really invest in like uh, listening and visually taking in other successful shows and performances, and like and character development, which impacts the other two styles of shows in a positive way. If I'm watching episode of Ted Lasso uh, three or four times, or Great British Bake Off uh, three or four times. It's like, oh, I can see how they are doing their stories. And as a fan, enjoy it. Uh, But, oh, how are they editing those segments at Great British Bake Off? Or what colors are they using? And that trickles into, that supports the success of the other two styles of shows. Uh, The Random Tuesday shows could become like something recurring where we discover a character or they just give me the freedom uh, to kind of talk. Like if something comes up when I'm on a walk or I did something or I went on a trip or I observed something to be able to make a show about that. And um, while those shows take the least amount of preparation, like those are the kind of shows I'm always preparing for. I have lists everywhere. But when it comes down to it, it's like, oh, Okay. What's a recording schedule look like this week? Okay, well, we need a Tuesday style episode. We don't have. Should we pick something from the listeners or is there something else you want to make? I don't know. Okay, well, we'll wait till the day before then and decide. Uh, it, it could be like that. And then the written episodes, again, writing supports other storytelling you hear in the other episodes. Uh, it. uh. Yeah, I mean, it makes other episodes better. Like, by me becoming a better meandering storyteller, I can just look at new... Whoa, how are we using this narrative voice? Oh, how many characters can we manage? Oh, how can we make this episodically modular? Oh, how do we make this serialized but with respect to the audience? Um. Oh, how vi- should this one be more visual or more au- au- audio? How... Structured are the characters versus letting the listeners structure and create the characters. Um, what are their relationships like? What do they want? Uh, um, where are they going? I don't know. And then just seeing, especially when you stick with something like for ten to twelve episodes, you can you have to go to, like to make ten or twelve episodes. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in the writing and creation process. But also lets me see what's missing when I'm listening to them. I say, wait a second, Uh, this episode; these were more intellectual. I I want, I I see, I need something a little more emotional. So then it informs the next thing I make, whether it's uh, whatever style episode. And when I say like we could be doing something next, like I am working on something, because again, I'm saying how, if of Me remains an independent podcast. uh, How do I keep doing that into the future, both uh, trying to find ways to support the show, but also creatively keep it going? And so I have looked at like, uh, like uh, optioning seasons of something and uh, fiction, fiction. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably by the time this comes out, we'll be ready to announce it, maybe not. So I won't say the name of the show, but we're pretty far along with optioning three seasons of a, a fiction podcast that then I would be able to release. So we'd have a four-show rhythm, and I don't know what that would look like, but it'd probably be like a TV podcast, then a, like the written series, then a trending Tuesday-style one, and then this option series, which I'd still voice and rewrite in the sleep with me style we've done this a lot as one-offs uh but that creates another kind of creative well that i draw from similar to the tv well where it's like uh a little bit more of observational and it just is like uh i don't know uh, and will it help us to stay sustainable i don't know i mean a lot of that comes also down to the listeners because it's like that does come with a call co- like a much higher cost because when i do it myself uh Again, like, I can um, make those costs uh, like there isn't a cost, uh, like, uh, uh, but that's the other thing about staying the show so sustainable, why we cut back to three episodes and why we're trying to explore. is like, okay, is there listener support who, who will support the sponsors or support the show on Patreon to be able to pay, you know, pay for this option of another show? uh and then again okay that would definitely help uh keep the podcast going much longer in the future if that's sustainable be like okay what would be the next show we would option or whatever but also to get to highlight i mean the more exciting thing for me is to highlight other creators and their brilliant work and say oh i need to listen to podcast during the day the original one very similar to this crossover episode this is why i love doing these ones If you haven't listened to the Curious State episode, go ahead and listen to it and then start listening. to I mean, it's a great podcast. Uh, You're already in a curious state if you're listening to Sleep With Me, but so you can listen to my interview and then subscribe to the show. Uh, Doug's just a wonderful, wonderful person. Really, he is someone like it's not a he lives in that curious state. So it's funny that that's the name of the show. Uh, or I'm laughing because that's like like uh, when I think of Doug, I say, okay, that's somebody that's in the curious state. He's curious about like subjects and people and stuff. So check out Curious State. Uh, and thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, good night.